Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's happening, people? Welcome to this week's episode of It's All Black Academic with your host, myself, Jordan Jarrett Bryan. Now, on this week's show, we're going to be talking about money. Money, 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 money. How to get it, how to manage it, how to grow it. Um, before I introduce my panel for this week's debate, another reminder for our socials, we're across Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're not on those by now, please find our socials there and follow us here on YouTube as well. Give us a subscription and you will find all of our content that's gone out so far and you'll get a reminder and a notification when we upload our new content, which is now weekly. And finally, if podcasts are more your thing, go and find the Acast app. We're also on Spotify as well. So, to talk about money, I've got three experts, fantastic experts in the house this week. I'm joined, first of all, by Marissa Stevenson, host of the brand new podcast, F-Style, and also a money coach. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, good, good. Cheers for joining us. And also, I've got here Emmanuel Ekuso here, who is a financial advisor. How are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you. Good, cheers for coming on the pod this week. And also, Chantelle Shasana, he is a business coach. Are you well? I'm amazing. Amazing? Yeah. Bang, I love it, I love it. I will start with you. Um... Chantel, because I was, from the get-go, I'll, I'll front up. When it comes to money and myself, I'm rubbish. Mm. So I'm hoping to learn something from all three of you guys as well. So I'm going to find this quite insightful and helpful too, and I hope many of our viewers do too. Let me start off with asking you the question, is trying to acquire money, is it more a mindset or are there actual tangible and practical things that need to be and should be done in trying to work out how to, first of all, get money? Okay, I actually think they're both as important as each other. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there is like a step process. So for instance, I believe that the mindset <laughs> is key first. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of us, including me, came from poverty communities. Mm -hmm. And when I say poverty, I don't just mean physical, I mean poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I was on my journey, I had a poverty mindset, which I had to overcome you know, um, even within the last 24 months, it was always that money's really hard to get. Money's hard. It's really hard to get money. And money's not for people like us. And so because of that, I believe that the first step is we've got to get out of that mindset. Mm -hmm. Money is actually everywhere. And it's not necessarily hard as long as you've got a good plan of mm -hmm. how you're going to get the money. And... 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. The thinking that money is not for people like us is so damaging. And it's about realizing that you are worthy and deserving of having abundance, having money. So the mindset is key, but we cannot overlook the strategy. And I know a lot of people who spend months, even years, working on mindset, but not enough on the strategy. And so it's like you've got to have you've got to have a plan as well mm-hmm. a plan of how to acquire money so for me it's about getting a strategy in place figuring out how much money do you want and then reverse engineering oh which goodness. is what I do I teach all of my clients to do this we're looking at a plan so do you want 100,000 pounds first of all you're worthy of earning 100,000 pounds mm-hmm. it's not going to be hard as long as you've got a plan okay it's going to be hard work but it's not going to be complicated mm-hmm. so for instance you've got to put the time in right but the steps to getting 100,000 pounds is actually not complicated if you have a plan so the mindset I'm worthy I, I can have this money I'm deserving but also a nice clear plan of how you're gonna get that cash reverse engineer do the work get it done I hear that. so both both parts are really important that, that's interesting and what would you say Emmanuel are the biggest or the most common things that you hear from people you work with um difficulties in terms of people that want to acquire money what are the regular things you hear from people that you work with I think most people, I think it's like what was just said in regards to their, their mindset. They're coming from a culture of um, not having. They're coming from a culture of maybe also not knowing how to make money other, other than making money at work, what to then do with it once they've made it. And then they're also coming from a, a culture of consumerism where we're very much targeted to mm. be buyers and to be at the bottom mm. end buying as, a, as opposed to being owners and acquiring stuff. So I think th- those things putting put in away and then money as, as well within the community is quite a taboo. We don't talk about our parents don't talk about money. They don't no. tell us what accounts they have or where their money is. They don't tell us how they got a mortgage if they even own the house we're in. So sometimes we assume our parents own their house and actually they're renting it mm-hmm. from the council at a discount mm-hmm. and they've just sat on there and not, not done anything. So I think a lot of the time it's, it's just we don't share the, these things that maybe other other communities, they share it straight away and they get, they get their kids with money, this is council tax, you have to pay this bill, you have to do this, this is how this works, this is a bank account, you go and save it. And do you know what I mean? Those type of things mm-hmm. are just passed down. But I think for our community, that's not there. It's different. That's really interesting, I find, Marissa, because I'm, I'm that person. I'm, 
I don't talk about my money with anybody. I don't tell anybody how much I earn. I never have done because I see it as that's my business. I'm very uncomfortable about talking about salaries and wages unless it's relevant to a discussion. I don't do that. Is that dangerous in that in, in my house or where I've grown up, we don't talk about you earn what you earn, that's your business. Or should we be more expressive and honest about how much we earn, what we earn and how we can maybe grow what we earn? I think it's quite interesting because I think if you think about things from an employment standpoint, often that is the way that people are geared to be. Don't talk about your earnings. Don't share that information with your colleagues. It's a tool for suppression because actually when you don't know what people are earning around you for doing the work and the job that you're doing, actually you could be earning less mm -hmm. and you do mm -hmm. not know. Um I absolutely agree. We need to have more conversations about it and not from a defensive standpoint, mm. You know, I think the problem is, is that goes back to this point that Chantel's made about knowing your own value. Mm -hmm. When we start talking about how much you earn, people attribute that to this is what I'm worth. Well, actually, no, it's not. This is how much I earn for doing a particular thing in a particular area. And that thing may not define who I am or what my value happens to be. But why it's important to understand that is because, for example, for your children, let's say, how do they understand the value of the things that are around them? How do they get to grips with understanding what they should be aiming for? You know, I, I'll never forget my, um, I'm going to put her business out there. One of my family members, I'll never forget she met a guy and we were about 18 at the time and he was earning 18 grand. You would have thought that she won the lottery. She was like, yeah, it's 18 grand, you know? <laughs> and the thing is these days we'd have been like, you earn 18 grand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nice. You know, because values change mm. and things change but if you don't understand what good is or you don't understand where people are at within their journey mm. how can you actually understand whether you really are getting what you should get for what you're doing mm. or you are maximizing your worth mm. so I think it's about us having a conversation I think education is key and there's nothing wrong with us saying to our children for example I want you to earn more and therefore that's, these are the things you may need to think about because for what I do, this is what it's valued at, mm -hmm. at this current time. You know, we all remember when we were growing up and you'd say to your mom or dad, I want McDonald's. Where's the McDonald's money? Mm. But you didn't know what McDonald's money was. Mm. So how could you ever aspire to something if you weren't clear on it? And, and actually, I think that many of us are behind in our journey because of that, because what we had to do Give was to learn by, by black people. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like we've had to learn what we weren't taught. We've had to unlearn what we were taught. And then we start off in a space where all of a sudden, in some instances, we're not getting on the property ladder until we're in our thirties or our forties because we've kind of had to go backwards in order to come forwards. Would anybody be an advocate of money lessons being taught in school? So if we can't mm. be taught it in, in the home, yes. is it something that maybe should be on the curriculum? Should we be I taught? Teach it. I teach in schools. I teach young women um, and young girls in particular because you'll be surprised how astute they are with money. Mm. One of the easiest um, lessons to give your kids is what I call the, the jars. Okay, so what you do with your particularly younger children, because you can have these lessons from as early as four or five. You know, my, my nephew learned the colours by the supermarkets because he could tell you which one was green, orange, yellow. That's how he learned colours. If yeah. you can do that at that age, you can learn about money. And what you do is you just give kids jars. 
One for, I always say one for charity and giving. Get them into the habit of giving something away. Mm-hmm. Energetically, it's good and it's good for their well-being. They understand the concept then of giving. Mm-hmm. But then for other things, well, you want toys? Well, there's your savings jar. Um, what are you going to spend at school, for example, to get your tuck money every day? Mm-hmm. And you break them up into jars and you let, and you give children then a little bit of money. You allocate that to them and let them break it up and let them spend from their own jars. And what that starts to do is it creates value. Children as young as five years old can grasp that concept and start to become strategically mm-hmm. good with money at a very early stage. Mm-hmm. You were nodding along there as well. Yeah, I just think that's phenomenal because the whole concept, I I do this whole kind of like pot system where with when my money comes in, I don't just spend it. Everything, I have a strategy. So I'm even saving up already for my children's private schooling I don't even have kids yet mm-hmm. and I have a, a pot for I'm on the profit property lad at the moment mm-hmm. so I have a pot for every single month I'm always kind of allocating money to buy a new house mm-hmm. I have pots my money's organized and I think that's a beautiful thing I mean you can organize your money so by the time my children are even in this world, their private education's already saved sorted, for. Yeah. And these things are really important to me. So rather than just waiting till your children is old enough to go to school, which is a mindset of a lot of people, we kind of wait until it's too late. Preparation is queen and having a plan for your money is beautiful. But just to touch on what I would teach ch- children in school, to learn the difference between asset and liability as mm. soon as possible. We live in a culture of liabilities. I know young boys who will rather spend £500 in a pair of trainers than put that towards buying his mum's house. His mum's house is probably a council house. To buy that might be really cheap, mm-hmm. but he may not understand that. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these homes, if your mum's been in that property for a long time, you're dip, you're like you can get that really cheap you'll mm-hmm. get a massive um a discount, discount. Yeah. and if they understood this mm-hmm. they may think you know what i might actually start saving up to buy my mom's house which in turn might be their house which will be way, their right? house yeah. so i think the concept of teaching children from as young as possible about liabilities and investment would be really powerful because now we could teach them how to invest their money rather than quickly running out and buying liabilities i've i've got I know people, young guys, who, if I were to count the Gucci bouts, Louis Vuitton bouts, trainers, that's a deposit for a house. Easy. Mm-hmm. And if they knew this information when they were younger, they might be a bit more mindful. I'm not saying it will save everybody because some of these young boys still want to wear their, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, stuff. Course, course, yeah. But it may encourage them to be a lot more mindful to learn about things like that in school. Uh, Emmanuel, do you think our community, <clears throat> the, black, the black community, has a, a harmful attitude towards money? And I'm comparing it to maybe other communities. Or, or Better question. What do you think our relationship as a community is like with money? Yeah, I think, I don't think... That, uh, we can call it harmful. I think we're very good at making money. I think it's what we put value on. So I think we value things such as how we our look, our appearance. And a lot of that comes back from back in the day. Mm-hmm. From we, we find it very important about how we look, how we present ourselves, because we consider ourselves coming from low Kings and queens. Exactly. And coming and also coming from a place where we assume people will see us and think that we haven't got anything. So especially I'm Nigerian. So 
every time they go to a party, there must be a new outfit. Mm -hmm. There must be, you must show, you must show I've arrived. And so you're, you're paying money to sew new outfits. Where's this money coming from? Mm -hmm. Th this means that you're not, you can't save for your children. Mm -hmm. And we always do parties. Why do we have to celebrate your 51st birthday <laughs> after we celebrate your 50th? Do you know what I mean? We don't, it, it's a lot. We don't need to, but, but we've got to do it. And we're not going to just do a little in the house. We've got to have a whole, the biggest we've, got to do, the we've got to do everything. You've got to dance in with your entourage, all in a new color. Then your guests got a separate color. So it's not about money. For us, we make money. We've been making money. We've always had a, had a thing of working hard and making money. It's what we value our money to, to be. And for other communities, they all dress plain. And, and own property mm -hmm. and they'll dress plain and you look at them I mean some of my richest clients if you saw them you even know. and they yeah. sat on the floor you might give them a fiver and they're millionaires <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. they're millionaires but the point is is that they don't put the value in that because because mm. what they put their value in is it's called online banking and when you go on online banking it's going to tell you what you really have you see we put value in Instagram where you're going to live that fake life and you're going to take mm -hmm. a picture out some outside somebody else's house or next to somebody else's car. <laughs> well, other people put value in online banking. And I think when we get to the point of coming and saying, look, forget what we see on the outside. I'm comfortable with who I am on the inside. Ooh. And then, and mm -hmm. when we put that value on who we are on the inside, mm -hmm. we can then look at how we can build for the next generation and so forth. So, um, let's, let's, let's talk about saving now because I'm the worst saver. I've never really clocked saving and I've always been told by my grand, you got to save a little money, you know, no money. I'm just not very good at saving. Is that because I'm Jordan and I'm just very ill-disciplined or is that because I've not had the grounding and the teachings from when I was young of how to save in the process? Because in theory, it's not difficult. You earn a hundred pounds, you put 10 of it away, mm. but doing it and not spending the money yeah. is a different thing. Yeah. And I think that's, that's another thing. And because that's, that's something I do with my clients and, and I charge them a fee. And sometimes you when people look at it, like, how can you charge someone a fee to teach them how to budget? They could learn this by themselves. Mm -hmm. But the point is, you're going to charge me off. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and the point is that when I do it, you're, you're going to, you're going to look at it different. It's mm -hmm. about how you look at it because a lot of people, when it comes to saving, you see it as a sacrifice. You see, I'm saving. Oh, no, I can't go here. I can't do this. I can't do that. And so because of that, what happens? I have a lot of clients. You'll save up a, a portion of money and then you'll just go and spend it on something yeah, ridiculous that's that's because <laughs> you've, you've killed yourself to save yeah. that. But if you, if you actually budget it, Mm -hmm. you can actually save without killing yourself and still enjoying yourself and so when when you get to that point and also it's about your priorities what do you want mm -hmm. i always talk about needs versus want so you might want a gucci belt you might want an amount but you what you really want is a house mm -hmm. do you know what i mean you might want to go on holiday to dubai mm -hmm. but what you really want is to is is to buy an asset or to save for your for your, your kids private school that's what you really want mm -hmm. so what we're not gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna sacrifice the small ones for the bigger one mm -hmm. and what that means is that you might still go on holiday you're just not gonna go to dubai mm -hmm. you're not gonna go to belgium on a Eurostar. Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean mm -hmm. off season mm -hmm. so you're still gonna I'm get sure a holiday mm -hmm. yeah you're still gonna get to go away and get that rest mm -hmm. but you're just not gonna spend thousands of pounds to do it because you've got a bigger picture and so that's where people need the help rather than just saving into accounts that's simple mm. it's about actually putting your mind to it and why are you doing what you're doing and and, and not being caught up by oh i always say half price people say oh it was 50 percent off if you haven't budgeted for it it's still 50 percent too much mm. yeah. do you understand yeah, yeah, that's that mentality point. and i don't buy into the concept that as a culture we don't understand saving yeah. because actually when our parents were bu buying their properties in the 60s and the 70s, it was the partner system that mm -hmm. was doing that. Yeah, true. You know, and for people that are not familiar with that, it's a form of saving. Mm. And it's something that actually people do. And within our community, we're very effective with. It's mm. the point that you make. It's about what we use for it. Yeah. So, for example, people who talk to me about wanting to invest, but are afraid that they may lose their money, mm. which, of course, is a reality if yep. you're going to truly invest, mm -hmm. um, is I'll say to them, OK, then 
well, why don't you join a partner? I mean, I run a partner purposefully mm-hmm. for this. Join the partner, use your partner money to invest because you won't miss it because it's part of your saving strategy already. Mm-hmm. But actually, instead of putting it in the washing machine or let me redecorate my living room, mm. why don't you put it into something that has the ability to start to earn for you mm. and start small. So, you know, I think often when we start to think about investment and saving for investment, we think I need 10 grand, 20 grand, 100 Mm. grand. No, you don't. There's apps these days. There's all sorts of tools that you can use to start really small. Mm -hmm. And I'll say to people, even if you've got 20 pounds a month that you can start to put away, okay, it's not going to make you a millionaire, but it's a start. Mm -hmm. It creates the habit. Mm -hmm. And then when you build that habit up is when, and when you start to see that making a little bit of money for you, you suddenly think, oh yeah. And if you know that you're the sort of person where you're going to look at the online banking, see the savings account and get tempted to go and buy something, don't put it there, (laughs) put it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, you can easily put money into separate accounts or building societies or spaces that you don't touch. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, it's building up. You don't miss it. It comes out of your wages or your earnings like paye it's the same sort of thing but the difference is now is that you're paying yourself and you are allowing yourself to earn from that space rather than you paying into the tax system or something else and you know i always say to people a good thing if you don't want to lose much but you want to start to get into the habit an isa simple thing mm-hmm. that you can start to save in and if you save in the right ISA there's lots of incentives that the government say we will match this we will match that for you so it's a way that actually you can start to get some of your money working for you more so than it has been the case before but we do know how to save it's just what we do with the savings yeah, that. um so that's kind of how to put some money aside Chantel. what about people that maybe have some money and have some savings they're like okay I've got this amount of money in my account I want that money to make money. Mm. What, what, are the, what are some of the tips that you can offer that can help people's money make money? Okay, so um, one thing that I've noticed, a lot of people hear the concept of investing and get a bit overwhelmed. They think it's stocks and trades or things like that. And that can put people off because it's a whole world out there. What, what people don't realise is that you can have a little skill and make money from that skill in no time at all. So, for instance, my sister-in-law... Um, she decided two weeks ago that she's going to start a little side hustle. She went on a nail course and learned how to do nails. Mm-hmm. The course was £25 on Groupon. She bought some stock. She spent 100 or £200. She's already made the money back because she did my nails two days ago. She's done my mum's, all my sisters, all of her friends. I dropped her to her friend's house yesterday to do her nails. So you can think, right, I'm going to do a little certain. I'm going to maybe go on a little course mm-hmm. to learn how to do it, buy a bit of stock. All of a sudden now you're investing. And so if the kind of stocks and system is a bit overwhelming for you, look within and say, you know what, I can make some money from that skill that mm-hmm. I have. So that's one way that I would encourage people to start. So for instance, myself as a coach, I was always, you know, that positive motivational person. Um, for years, people would always like send me messages on social media for advice. Then I became a coach. I'm now monetizing what I was doing for free before. I now run loads of events, workshops where before I was just, you know, putting out positive quotes on social media. But now it's how can I bring people together? do what I love and get paid to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think when you can always be looking for money opportunities, your money will grow and your monetizing something that you're probably doing anyway Mm -hmm. for free. But now let's start getting paid Mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. And the next step to that is 
be okay with the money conversations. What I'm trying to get at is a lot of people, they start trying to monetize something that they're doing for free and feel bad about charging people. Mm -hmm. You need to break out of that. You need to have your prices of your services and stand and say, this is my price and I'm okay with mm. it and be okay with telling people how much you're charging. One of the things that I've learned with so many people who I coach is that they're so uncomfortable about talking about money, talking about their prices, break out of that, break out of it, be okay with, be okay with it. And you will make money very quickly. It happened to me. Mm -hmm. I started making money very quickly when I learned to be okay with speaking about how much I'm going to charge you. Isn't the difficulty with some people though, that if they're brave and like, this is what I do, this is what I should be charging for it. They may put people off. So I might have less clients. Oh, you're charging that now. Yeah. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? That's a concern from some people. But it comes back to a lack of worthiness gotta know your worth and if you don't you will be like kind of ruled by a sense of fear if I charge that people aren't going to want me no people will want you that that happened to me and some of the clients who I, I help you get to a point where you need to raise your fees because if you want to get up that ladder, you can't keep charging mm -hmm. those small mm -hmm. fees. As a coach, my fees were really low when I first started. Mm -hmm. That was fear, lack of worthiness, mm -hmm. not realizing that people would want to pay me. I raised my fees. It, you still get clients, but now you get high quality clients, people who actually want to pay and invest in you. Okay. So there's, there's no lack of, mm -hmm. there's always clients out there mm -hmm. and you got to just accept that and be okay with that and, the yeah because i was gonna say and be okay with people saying i don't want to work with you then mm -hmm. that's okay mm. and the reason being is because i mean i can tell you that from when i started out in the business world and helping to grow businesses i started with new starts and startups and the reality of the matter is what they can afford and their ability is very different to the clients that i work with now and i'm actually okay you know for me to work with you as a startup it might sound prissy but you've got to be really good mm -hmm. i've got to really know that you're on your game mm -hmm. because i'm at a stage where if we can't see marked progress within a six month period I'm not interested mm. of, as having you as a client and I don't want to have that relationship. And the reason being is because I'm about progress and about moving forward. Mm -hmm. And if you've come to me to build your business, that's what we need to do. Mm -hmm. We need to not sit here having coffee and little, little bits of conversation. We have lunch appointments for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm very okay with people saying to me, actually, that's outside of my reach. And for two reasons, part of it, as um, Chantel says, is yes, they're investing in you. But actually, when you're coming to me, you're investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. What I'm there for is to make you you achieve your dreams, mm -hmm. not what I want to achieve. So if you're not willing to put that investment in you, I'm okay with that because that also means that when I put you to the test and make you do the things that are uncomfortable, which sometimes to grow, we have to be uncomfortable. That means you're not going to want to do that either. And that way we are wasting each other's time. Uh, Emmanuel, what are some of the things that annoy you that you hear from black people in particular in regards to money? What are the kind of, we spoke earlier on about the kind of lack of education that mm. many of us have. Um, but what, what do you often hear from a lot of your clients when you work with that you just, that, that often comes up that makes you want to eat your fist? I think the number one thing for me is that uh, I don't have enough money to invest. Oof. And so for me, it's like, okay, cool. You don't, you don't have enough money, but let's, there's two things. There's no investment I can do to make, make you have more money. If that existed, you probably wouldn't find about anyway. The rich would just be doing that anyway. So <laughs> let's think about it this way. You've got two choices. You can either decrease your outgoings or increase your income. 
That's the only real way. That's the that's the only real way we can make you make mm. more money. But and then when we look at your outgoings, you can't afford to invest. But you got every Sky Channel. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, this. You got every Sky Channel. So you need every Sky Channel. <laughs> and the new what, iPhone. What, what's the wrong? New with, iPhone. Do you know what I mean? You got the iPhone, and, and you're paying you're paying a hundred and something pounds. And a brand new Wave every month. So <laughs> the, 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 these are the things that. Are we, are we expensive? Sorry. Yes. Yes. Okay, sorry, yes. <laughs> so, so these That's are the things where it's like, yes, you haven't. No, you have. And the things you don't have a budget. The thing that re- another thing that annoys me is that people will, will get to the 15th of the month and run out of money, but you knew all your bills. You knew how much you were getting paid. How can you be shocked? Where does yeah. the shock come from? <laughs> it's, the same, yeah. it's the same thing every month. Every month. So how are, how are we get to the 15th? Oh, I've run out of money. No, you, <laughs> you, you knew what was going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that, t- it's those, it's those type of things that it's like, it's, there's just no plan. You haven't got a plan. And so mm-hmm. you're just allowing it to go on. And then the final thing is that, you know, people do the same thing and expect a different result. As we know, that's insanity. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that you want change, but you're not prepared to make the change, change, but you keep complaining about how you want to change your situation. Do you feel millennials have a different attitude towards money and finances than generations gone by? And if, if so, better or worse? Good question. Um, I think it, I think it depends. Some, some millennials are engaged and some are not. So we have those, we have some millennials who are up on all the apps and, you know, Monzo and all of these type of things. And they're really good with, in regards to looking at their, their budget and they just don't know what to do with it because they haven't been taught because they don't get that education at school. And that's fine. We can work with that. But we have other millennials that, you know, they're against the system and money is the devil and, you know, money's evil. And do you know what I mean? So they don't want anything to do with it. And so in that sense, again, they're, they're falling behind. And then, I think again, like, like Chantel said earlier, is, is in regards to, um, what they want to do with their money. So mm-hmm. we have a big thing about cars. So I remember l- reading a study about, you know, in, in America, the number one purchasers of Mercedes are black people. Yet the number one earners of money are not black people. Okay. So, so it's one of those things where that's we have a big thing of, you know, when I grew up, BMW, black man's wheels it was a big <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> in the culture. And so again, but we, these are assets that are going down in value from you drive it from wherever you pick it up from oh, yeah. get it to home you've lost money exactly. and then you put finance on top <laughs> and interest so yeah. these are the type of so these are the investments that we're making but we don't understand what we're doing because we haven't been educated and so that's again we put ourselves at a backward a backward step and then finally it's about oh my parents can't help me that one really gets on my nerves because again a lot of our parents are first mm-hmm. generation so your parent can't maybe not be giving you money but they're now letting you live rent free so all that money you're working, that you're making, Ooh, that's a resource. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So your parents are giving you the only resource they have, which is allowing you to stay at that home for free. Mm-hmm. And you're spending it <laughs> buying 200 pound bottles of Moe mm. that you know are 40 pound in the club. And then you're pouring it on your watch. <laughs> this is yeah. for me, <laughs> for me, this is, these are, these are the things yeah. that, these are the things that frustrate me. So when you talk about, when, when black people talk about, I can't do these, I'm just giving you basic yeah. things that we could all change and be able to invest. Do you know, for me, sorry, it's the lack of willingness to learn. None of us were born with the knowledge of how to invest necessarily, how to buy a house, Mm. how to do these things. We're not born with that knowledge. You have to educate yourself. Mm. The starting question I ask most people is just, what is money? And you won't be surprised, I'm sure, at how many people cannot understand or answer that basic question. Yet still, we engage with money on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And fundamentally, it is a medium of exchange, Mm. nothing else. It's really not that deep. In fact, you can can take it deep and start talking about money doesn't exist. Mm. And for some people, (laughs) that blows their mind. Mm. But it doesn't. doesn't. But Mm. it's about what you know. And Mm. and what I get upset about is people who come to me and go, 
go, right, so I got a little hundred pounds. I want to invest it. Yeah. Mm. I don't want to lose any of my money, but I want somebody else to take this money and make me more money. <laughs> I'm like, that's a recipe for cussing because you know that you're going to cuss off that person mm. because they don't come back to you with what you expect, but you're not willing to read a book or even these days, just watch YouTube. In five minutes, you can learn about pretty mm. much anything mm. in the financial market, at least the basic for you to know whether it's worth something you want to do or not do. Mm. But it really frustrates me when people won't learn, but expect somebody else to do it for them. Mm. Um, a couple of quick ones, guys. Um, black banks. Do we need to be investing more in our own banks? So as, as a community, our money stays within our own, our own grasp or, or, or is that limiting ourselves to the wider pool of money that's out there? We start mm. by buying from each Intr other. Yeah, we mm. start with that. I would rather that over the black banks. Yeah, okay, definitely. And I, I don't know why, the, I, maybe there's not enough information, but am I comfortable to put into a black bank? I feel that if we had them and I knew who was running them and I just think that's a, that's mm -hmm. another They do exist. No, they, there, are they, there, there are definitely enough, some. I'd, I'd they love to learn more yeah, about They them. don't have the clout that the big I'd banks will have, but that's because of size mm. and that's with anything. But I think we, I think you touch on a really important point, trust 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 is at the it's the basis everything. of any relationship yeah. and mm. when it comes to money people feel very personal about it it's a trust thing mm. so let's start trusting each other by spending with each other mm. yeah let's start that's there because when you do step. that then actually you don't have to know mm. who the guy do you know who runs barclays like no. are you friends with him but it doesn't stop us from necessarily going there yeah. so we don't have to know that but mm. what we have to learn to do is build a basis of trust and yeah. i think when we are buying from each other mm. and we're transacting with each other then yeah. we get into that habit mm. and i think that's really big in regards to trust in the black community because from young we're taught not to trust one another i mean i remember you know auntie will come and give you a sweet you gotta look at your mum to see whether you can eat that or not mm -hmm. so already we, we've got that from a childhood you mm -hmm. know anything outside of the house you might not eat you know you might have a uh, i could go to church and they might give you something you go home your mom say don't eat that put that in the bin it might be poisoned you know what i mean these <laughs> are the type of little things yeah. that little thing little things that we've taken and so we've already not trusting one another and again i think the, the best place to start is in business is to make that conscious effort of okay I want to do something where can I find that in our community does it exist mm. and just finally guys open to, to to whoever a lot of people when I was preparing this show were said to me you know this is a really good idea for discussion but not everyone wants to be rich mm. and there's, there's, some people want to be successful mm. they don't really care about being necessarily really mm. wealthy mm. what what advice can you give to people that aren't necessarily focused on earning big money but they want to be successful and is there a significant difference between the two i think there is but i don't yeah. quite know why but is there a difference between being successful and being wealthy I think there is a difference, but here's the thing. And I speak for women because I tend to work with a lot of women, mm -hmm. um, whether it's to build their businesses or to help them get achieve their financial goals. And I find with women, they're very apologetic. Oh, it's not about the money. It's about the passion. But here's the thing. Women are 80% of the financial decisions that happen in the world. We are the ones who spend the money that comes into the household, even if we're not the ones earning it. Mm -hmm. So on that basis, actually, it's not so much about wealth. Some people don't need a million pounds. Maybe you don't. But if you're actually trying to do something meaningful in this world, you do need something. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just about putting it into perspective. 
and recognizing that money is a tool. It's not the root of all evil. Mm. It's not all of these rhetorics. <laughs> it's just a tool. Mm. And if you really want to make a difference, if you're really trying to achieve something, you need it. For you to do what you're doing today mm. requires some money. And you may not want to be a millionaire, but you're going to need resources. Mm. So I just think it's about us being clear that in order to be successful, we need resource. Mm. But you may not need lots and lots of it. So do you think that when people say, I want to be successful, they're almost, what they really mean is I want to be rich, but they feel almost ashamed to say I want to be rich. You don't have Someday. to be rich though. Rich is a bit of a, a, a high word. You don't have to be rich. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer that, you know, financial freedom is about work, being able to choose to work rather than have to work. Okay. And so for me, it's not about being rich, but I think one tip that I would tell anyone is multiple streams of income. I think the big, the biggest problem we can have, especially in our community, is about going to work for someone and that's where we're going to be and we're going to work up the ladder and you only have that one stream of income mm. and having that one stream of income is limiting your your your, your ability to then invest in other things, your ability to do other things. And then, you, you're, especially with Brexit, technology, all these things, if you've got one stream of income, you're most likely, who knows what job you're going to mm-hmm. have, if it's even going to exist, if you're even going to be able to do it. So you have to have income coming from different places and then that allows you the freedom to choose what, what you do as a, uh, for work. The final word, Chantal. Yeah, I'd like to say, for me, what helped me is don't be a hypocrite about money. I believe that a lot of people think it's the right thing to say, I don't want to be rich. And because within our communities, when I was growing up, people who had money, we looked at as evil and bad and so it was almost embarrassing to admit that I want lots of money Mm. and so for me it's don't be a hypocrite like there's nothing wrong with wanting abundance with wanting to be free with wanting to afford to put your kids into private school with with wanting to own a really nice house so if you say I want to be successful but I don't want to be rich I almost say I almost think that saying I don't want to be rich is unnecessary like why do you even have to mention Mm. that anyway because Mm. when you're successful money is a byproduct so don't limit your Mm. level of success be open to being abundant don't be a hypocrite and let money flow agree and also there's a difference between i suppose being rich and being wealthy Mm. we talk about being rich Rich but being being wealthy is when your i suppose your kids kids are looked after rather than just i can afford the most expensive car in the car lot exactly that's the difference Um, generational wealth yes yeah yeah, i hear that um you have you're involved in an exhibition coming up soon tell us a little bit about it quickly um so um we have black investor 360 um coming up it's basically an event that that has gives you the full circle um when it comes to wealth so we look at wealth management in more detail how how you can invest how you can save how you can grow your money but also how you can protect yourself and your business and your family and the wealth that you're creating we also have looking at investing so how you can get funding for businesses um because that's a big thing for us we don't have you know a donald trump that has a you know one small loan of one million pound so how can if i've got if, if i've got a business how do i get funding how is it available to me a lot of us don't know where to go in the avenues that will be discussed on the day as well and then finally diversify diversity in employment so looking at a lot of big companies are looking for people in our community to come into their businesses and a lot of the time we put a barrier and say well they don't want me or I don't have that skill set so because I I did an English degree that means I can't work in the city as a banker but yes you can Mm -hmm. but you're not going to apply and so we're stopping ourselves early from the beginning so it's about looking at that where when and where can people find more details so it's happening in London 
in, in the Olympia on the 12th of September. Um, if you want more details, www.blackinvestor.com. Perfect. Ooh, Guys, that was great for your time. Thank you very Thank much. And um, once again, do not forget to subscribe to us on here, on this channel here, YouTube, also across all of our socials. And we are also an app as an app. No, we're a podcast even. Go check out the app, Acast, and follow us also on our Spotify channel as well. Until next week, peace. Hello and welcome to the It's All Blackademic podcast. We are here today with Emmanuel Asukwo from uh, Noir Excel. Uh, he's a financial advisor and we're going to be talking through his underrated or overrated. So what is the one thing that you think is far too overrated or far too underrated within the community? I think right now I'm getting a lot of people who want to invest. Everyone talks okay. about investing. I want to invest. I want to put my money in something and make money from it. But they're not really looking at what they're doing they're not looking at the risk that they're taking they're just focused on oh I don't want to take no risk but I want to make 20% but the two don't really work so <laughs> I think it's so overrated like that you're going to just this word investment I just want to invest and make make my money grow but we're not really looking at where we're putting our money and how we can get there okay cool and you're underrated? Uh, my underrated is life insurance. Not enough okay. of us in our community have life insurance. I speak to people and they're like, oh, we don't have life insurance. And I'm like, why? Oh, if I get life insurance, I might die. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where they heard this. <laughs> I don't know who, who taught them this or where this myth came from. But I'm here to dispel it today. Um, so, yeah, no, it's definitely, I think it's something that we, we insure our cars, we insure our pets, we insure our contents, um, even our mobile phone. But we don't insure our life. Our and lives, so wow. I think we're definitely underrated when it comes to that and we need to do more of that okay cool Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.